having worked for so many other people in my life and made so many other people successful, now it's in my hands. And I'm, I'm just excited to be on my own path and to be in control of everything. I've also learned to seriously let go and let other people completely have the freedom to manage their, what they're doing. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking to Leslie Yellen, the founder and CEO of Animal Science Labs. Leslie's company is in the business of selling happiness. They're using molecular science to help dogs cope with separation anxiety. There was actually a study done at Emory University that showed how a dog's pleasure receptors in the brain light up when they smell their owner. And that is why Leslie is pioneering a method to use your very own scent to help comfort your dog using the most powerful tool they have, their noses. In addition to talking about the canine comfort spray, I asked Leslie about the most rewarding part of being a CEO of her own company. She shared that after working for brands for decades, now it's really wonderful to have control of the leash at her own brand. She's also found that having all the control means she needs to trust experts on her team about things like social media. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. In fact, I am so intrigued by the canine comfort spray that I will be testing it out with Bert in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for the results on that. But for now, let's play the interview. Leslie Yellen is the founder and CEO of Animal Science Labs, makers of canine comfort spray. Leslie created a patent-pending human molecular extraction method to make a spray using your unique scent to help ease a dog's anxiety. As a leader in the pet industry for the past 30 years, Leslie is responsible for generating over $1 billion in retail sales in her past roles within the pet industry. She has done everything from baking dog biscuits and designing pet toys to making multi-million dollar deals with some, with some of the largest retailers in the world. Each year, Leslie donates to many pet organizations, and she's a board member of the Armed Forces Family Reserve, which helps military families in need. Leslie has a soft spot for senior dogs and dogs that have a hard time getting adopted. Her newest addition to the family is 12-year-old Violet. Leslie says that she isn't the cutest dog out there, but she is probably the most loved. Hi, Leslie. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So after ending your bio talking about your rescue dogs, I thought it might be good to start off asking you about the pet who first inspired you to get into the pet industry. Going way back, um, my grandparents had a giant German Shepherd and was the most sweetest thing in the world. And people were so intimidated by it, him. And um, I literally would pretend he was a lion in a circus and put my head in his mouth. And he was just 
so sweet. And that back in that time, dogs weren't always embraced as a family member. They were left outside and stuff like that. And I just knew through my connection with him that I wanted to continue that path with animals, loving animals, and actually bringing them up in the world with the respect that I thought that they deserve. What was that dog's name? Do you, do you remember? Yeah. His name was Rummy. Rummy. Okay. Cause my, my grandfather also, um, well, way before I was born, but, um, when he was young, they had a German shepherd named Prince. And I feel like a lot of German shepherds back then were named Prince or King or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Rulers. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, and they're wonderful, wonderful dogs. Um, I love that. And so was it kind of your, your passion for dogs and, and making them kind of more comfortable in our world that you kind of came up with this idea to do the canine comfort spray. Um, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that even works. Sure. Um, so I actually first job out of college was baking dog biscuits in the back of a pet store and I've worked with veterinarians and behaviorists. And I knew that when people had issues with their dogs, had anxiety with traveling, going to the vet, being left alone, a lot of the vets and behaviors would say, take a shirt that you've worn all day and give it to them to cuddle and connect with because they love your smell. And I knew that, and I've seen that work. Then I was reading that Emory University took the step of a study even further, and they took dogs in an MRI while awake, all happy, and let them smell things, sausage, their owner, et cetera. And the only smell that lit up what's called the caudate nucleus in their brain made them happy was that of their owner. So I'm like, there's some way that I need to take this and bottle it and make it available to people. What triggered it was we have senior dogs and one of them passed. And my other dog, Skippy, was just could not make him happy, crying all the time. And it's hard because you don't want to leave your house, but you do have to live your life. And I just thought like, there has to be a way that I can comfort him when I'm not here without drugging him. And so that's how I got down and started working with laboratories and how you can extract people's scent and without it smelling (laughs) and putting it in a bottle and being able to apply it. And, And over the time, we've blended in essential oils that really relax dogs as well, whether it's lavender or something like that. So that's how it came to be. So I was, I'm of course, so intrigued by this and I was all over the website looking at how it works. And so you send people a kit and how do, how do they gather? How do you gather their smell and how does, what are the steps that you take from, um, ordering it to actually getting the spray? Sure. We didn't know when we started this, what controversy we'd cause among couples because (laughs) you get a kit in the mail and on inside it's three cotton, sterile cotton pads. And we recommend putting them in areas where there's glands, whether it's your hand, your feet, your neck, um, under your arms. And the longer you keep it there, the more scent is collected. Then once you leave them there for a minimum five minutes, you put them in a little envelope, mail it to us. It's all prepaid. We get your scent collection and we extract the molecules of those scents, highly concentrate them and put them into a solution so that it can be sprayed or used as as an oil in an air diffuser. Um, But the spray is the most popular because people traveling, going anywhere, bringing the dog to their parents' house, 
they like to have that so that they can easily use it yeah, in different it's places. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Yes. Yeah. And what's the controversy with couples fighting over the three pads? <laughs> yes. Well, we've had calls because some one couple was the wife was saying the dog liked her better. And the husband said the dog liked him better. And they wanted to know who scent they should choose. Um, that was actually funny. And we like to keep it to one, but we don't want to cause the family to be split up. So in those cases, we're like, just put them both in. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the common thing is which person in the house do you use? That's very funny. The other question that I have as like a a customer is, should you put the pad in like your sports bra when you go to the gym or is that too, is your sweat different than? No, it's great. Um, Yeah. We say don't use it after a shower. The more you have of your odor on your body, the better. And um, we had one woman who said that she kept it in her um, bra the whole time she was gardening. (laughs) She's like, it's going to be gross. I'm like, good. The grosser, the better. Just send it in. Like, you know what your dog likes. So just do whatever you want and just bring the scent in. Let's strip it in. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating. And so what kind of, what kind of like studies or what kind of, um, examples do you have of, of how this is working for dogs? So before launching it, we, um, put a call out for talent and dogs and every, every person, I think it's 70% of pet owners have some type of anxiety with their dog. And what happened with COVID and people starting going back to work, it's just elevated and people are just heartbroken leaving their dogs. So it was not hard finding volunteers. And um, initially, we, you know, we were going to do just an oil to put in a diffuser so it's in the air everywhere. And it's through trial and error, we did find that the mist was definitely what they wanted. The, the higher the stress level, the more intense the increase was on the therapeutic oils because there's so many out there that can really relax their nervous system and calm them down. And there's a lot of rescue dogs. And we also found that most dogs with the highest level of the stress were dogs that were adopted or rescued. So we don't know their history and they often become extremely attached to their owner. Yes, I can say that is true, at least in this household. Um, yeah. So I'm really, I'm excited to get to try this and see how it works with bird. And I'll, I'll be sharing real time <laughs> on Instagram to see how it does, because he's just, um, I, I'm, I'm curious because sometimes my neighbor comes over to, um, he has to take medication every day. So sometimes she'll come over to give him his pills if I can't be here. And she has told me that he doesn't even get up out of his bed when she comes oh. in the door because he's like, you're not Tori. So I'm not even not even standing for this. <laughs> yeah. He loves you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. I'll, you know, I'll try with like spraying a toy or his bed or maybe giving her an item with the spray on it. And kind of, I can't wait to see how it works. Yeah. A lot of people put on a bandana. Um, we've, we've been really lucky. Our reviews have been phenomenal and people have put videos up on whether it's Amazon or our site, they they put the video showing their dog before and after and really some just heartbreaking stories that actually are great stories now. Um, people who couldn't go to dinner because they their dog would be so upset and they'll show the video of their dog sleeping. And they're like, this is the first time. So it's it's been really exciting to do this. Yeah. It's it's so exciting when you can see see the difference that you're making. Um so I guess a, a good kind of follow-up question would be 
as the CEO of Animal Science Labs, what do you feel is like the most rewarding part of your job? Having worked for so many other people in my life and made so many other people successful, now it's in my hands. And I'm I'm just excited to be on my own path and to be in control of everything. Um, my kids and husband might say I'm a control freak, but um, now I can definitely be a control freak. But I've also learned to seriously let go and let other people completely have the freedom to manage their what they're doing. So if it's social media, um, website design, I'm might I might have some input, but I'm really embracing what people bring that I don't know, their creativity. Um, it, it's been actually very telling that I should have probably done that earlier in my career. So there's some great talent out there. Yeah. I mean, in all the people I've talked to, it's just your team is so important to really growing at a certain level. Um but many of my listeners are solopreneurs or doing a side side gig um, in the pet industry, or they might have a really small team. So um, for those people who are kind of in the trenches themselves, um, which you have been before, what, kind, what advice do you have that you've learned now that you might impart on someone when they're just getting started? Sure. Um, my first thing I always say is stop being so hard on yourself. And when you make mistakes, don't beat yourself up. Like we do make mistakes. We might have spent too much money. Um, we just it happens. And um, I've been guilty of it myself. And in the long run, that's how we learn and grow. They could be really big mistakes, but just move forward. Just keep going forward. If this is your dream and this is what you want to do, just go. Ugh, oops, messed up. And and go forward. I think that we're just way too tough on ourselves when we make mistakes. And also. Don't expect it, everything to happen overnight. It just every now and then it happens to a company, but it just is a natural progression. And if you believe in what you're doing, you're passionate and it's a good thing, it's going to happen, especially in the pet industry. Pet industry is the best industry in the world to be in, period. I totally agree. And I and I wonder, since you have done so many different things over the years, other than what you do now, do you have a favorite um, kind of pet industry career that you've had? I really loved um, designing dog toys and now seeing my dog toys in almost every retailer in the United States. It's such a great feeling. Or when someone's like, you made that? That's my toy. Um, that it, it's, it's very rewarding. And I've always said that I sell happiness because that, you know, that's what I do. And that's been another rewarding part is just being able to make people happy. It is a business and we know that business side is not fun all the time, but we are, as I just said, in such a great industry and people are jealous. People are like, I want to be in the industry and everybody does want to be in it and they don't realize the work that's involved, but it is, um, you know, really good people. And I love the fact that there's so many women in the industry more and more are, are really taking leadership roles. Because back in the day, 800 years ago when I started, it wasn't. And now it's so exciting to see women leaders. It's really great. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, what I've seen and just so many of the people that I talk to, there's so many small little startups that are being run by women. But now in the past year or two, you're seeing women taking leadership at like the big companies, which has been really great. Yeah. And and as, as dog moms... Our perspective and our decision-making is so different than dog dads. 
that I've always said that, you know, if people say like, how do you know what a dog likes? I'm like, well, I also need to know what dog mom's like, because she's the one buying it off the shelf. So I think people having that perspective and bringing more of that to the table is, is needed and very powerful. I love that. Um, can you can you kind of talk a little bit more about how how dog moms make decisions is different than how dog dads make decisions? Sure. If statistically, women are more likely to be shopping for the dog, but they're also more likely to be shopping for dads. Like the, they'll carry the big da- bags of food, or men will, um, and um, doggy dads. And <laughs> women are more. They're going to spend more time. They're going to look at toys. They're going to think about it or collars. They really don't just grab and go. They put a lot of thought into it. Um, they'll think about, of course, what's what the dog likes, but they'll look at, you know, is, is there value there? Is this a good product? Um, but I just find that they're definitely more, their, their level of expe- expectation is higher, which is great. Um, so living to that expectation is very important in making women shoppers happy, yeah. which ultimately makes their dog happy. Well, and you said you're in the business of selling happiness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. And I think that this, the canine comfort spray really encapsulates that. I mean, the happiness of the dogs not being so stressed out, but really the happiness of the pet parents not being stressed that their dog is stressed. Um, so it's kind of for everyone. Yeah. I say that I not only get rid of dog anxiety, but pet parent anxiety because it's as you've experienced i've experienced it's hard it's really hard and um you know there are some dogs that are just too have too much anxiety and there's you know in those cases they're probably going to need something from the vet but there's no reason to change your dog's personality because of some anxiety you can just lighten the load a little bit yeah so what, um, I guess, are, are there a lot of other products on the market to help with anxiety and, and what kind of makes this different than those? There's a lot of products um, and, and certain products are perfect for certain dogs. Their CBD has been hot, obviously, in the last few years. And some people have great success with it. Um, that's the most you know calming treats with CBD seems to be the biggest. The difference is, is that ours is actually having the owner's scent inside the product, ours is actually changing their brain. Like when they smell it, it's actually firing off neurons to create this happy, positive, calm feeling. And I think that's the difference where it's not affecting them like chemically, but it's well, maybe a positive chemical, but it's just, it's definitely stimulating them in the, in their happier, positive zone. They're not going to be doing cartwheels all over the house, but they're definitely taking it up to a much nicer level. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, we know so much about how dog sense of smell is, you know, 10 million times stronger than ours or something. Um, and just how, how powerful their noses are. So it makes sense to have something that utilizes like their most powerful tool to help them themselves. I think people underestimate how powerful that nose is. And the best thing I learned was there are actually dogs that go on ships in the ocean to find people who have drowned. But the ocean is gigantic. And to be able to smell that and point to where to go is, I think, one of the best examples of just how powerful their noses are. Big time powerful. Yeah. And, and there's beagles who can detect cancer before any other medical tests can. It's amazing. Yeah. 
It is. They're great. Um, and more and more. There's ones that can de- detect COVID now. So yeah. 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 So that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I want to hear about about your rescue dogs and I want to hear about Violet and uh and you have another one next to you and maybe how they came into your life. Sure. Um Skippy is he came from a trailer park, which is fine. We don't judge. Um, but he is used to kind of a Jack Russell-ish. I would, people are always like, oh, they have so much energy. He is on the couch watching football, drinking a soda, laid back dog, never energy, just chill. Um, but I do have a soft spot for dogs that have a hard time getting adopted. And I put out the word with people in rescue that I know that I want an ugly old dog that nobody wants. And it actually took about eight months for the perfect dog and her name wasn't Violet, but I had to give her a pretty name because she's just not so attractive. Um, <laughs> but as as we've grown with her, it's been two years. Um, she gets cuter. She gets baths. I put on beautiful collars to help bring out her inner beauty. But boy, she is just uh, not a very attractive dog. That's for sure. But she's very sweet. Very. Do you sweet. know what kind of um, dogs she's a mix of or anything? She's a Chihuahua, um, Jack Russell, and some other things. But she's a, on the smaller side. Yes, yeah. a small little unique beauty. <laughs> yes, yes. If you saw her teeth, you would be scared. Yeah, they're all going all over the place. Well, she's she's loved and cared for now, and so that's what matters. Definitely. She's great. And, and so you do a lot of work, um, with the armed forces family reserve. Um, and is that, is that dog related or not? Well, it's led me down paths where, um, dogs that were in the military service when they retire, sometimes, um, they used to be euthanized and now there's organizations that place them or there's organizations that actually take dogs that are homeless and train them to be therapy dogs for people who have PTSD, et cetera. So being in, in, um, AFRAP, it's called that it just exposed that more to me and just it's military families in need. And that includes their pets. So, um, yeah, it's definitely spread to a lot more than I thought it would be, but, um, every human out there practically has a pet. And so whether you're in the military or you're not, they're just smart people having them. Yeah. I, some of those organizations that that train the rescue dogs to be emotional support animals or even service animals for military that I could read about those stories and watch those videos all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. I cry every time I see them. Yeah. 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 Good people. It's good people. Yeah, definitely. Really, really good. Um, well, what, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about where people can find the canine comfort spray. Um, and, and, oh, I had a a follow-up question about that is once they do the kit, can you reorder the spray or do you have to do the collection every time? You have to do it every time. Some people are concerned, like we're keeping their DNA or something, but, um, so we, uh, definitely don't want to keep any of that stuff. Those gauze pads are disposed of once they're extracted. And, um, yes, you do have to redo it, um, which we're excited. We do get a lot of reorders, which is really nice. Um, but each time fresh. So if there is a dispute in your house, maybe it's the other person could try it this time. 
<laughs> yes. But that's a good solution. And then how, how long does the spray typically last? It, well, as much as, as long as it, the actual spray on the surface can last weeks, but people do refresh it and the bottle lasts as long as you use it. We just recommend three to four squirts if you're mm-hmm. squirting it. Um, but it, shelf life is undefined because their smell is so strong that they're have, they're always detect, they will detect it 10 years from now. So it's very, very, um, has a long shelf life. Yeah. And okay. I, now I'm thinking of so many more questions too. So you had mentioned earlier that you kind of came up with this when your, your old dog passed away and your other dog was distraught. Can you do the sample on other dogs in the household? Well, going back to that test that Emery did with dogs, seeing what smells trigger their happy, that, that caudate nucleus, other dogs made them happy, but it didn't trigger that pleasure, that happy center. So yes, it'll, I'm sure they love smelling the dog, but it's really the human. And it's also because of how we concentrate it, make it so much more stronger for the dog that we haven't tried it with other dogs, but I do know that it's you that makes your dog the happiest. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, just going back to the study, it's the science kind of, um, yes. points you in that direction. Awesome. Um, well, so wh- how can people order this? Um, where do they go sure. to set it up? The easiest is Amazon because everybody uses Amazon and, um, it's the letter K, the number nine comfort spray, and there's six different kinds. So there's ones for dogs with a fear of thunder and fireworks, noise fears. There's a bunch of different ones. But canine comfort spray, or you can go to www.letter K number nine comfort spray.com. And one of the options is a reed diffuser. And will that make your house smell a little bit like BO or it has no scent? Yeah. Yep. It actually has essential oils in it. So it smells great. Uh, it okay. smells like if you were doing it yourself. And that's good for like a very small area. Um, you will not smell dirty socks. I promise. <laughs> Just ha- I had to ask, has, had to put it out there because <laughs> yep. if yep. you're, if you're gathering your, uh, your sports bra scent. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, you can't detect it. Um, we made sure of that. That was the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, Leslie, it's been so interesting learning about this. Um, like I said, I'm so excited to try it and, and maybe, I don't know how this episode will, the timing will come out, but I'll be posting on Instagram to see how Bert reacts, um, to That'd the comfort spray. I'm interested. <laughs> That'd be great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at Team Mystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.